And welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. A man has no name, and with me as always are my co-hosts Chuck Bailey and Ian Stimson. Gentlemen, it is the Game of Thrones Mega Super Spectacular! You could have picked some sort of Game of Thrones themed song, you know. Well, that's all copyright, so (laughs) just going with an air horn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That'd get us thrown off YouTube and then that viewer would be well pissed off. That was me! That was me last week! (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. That was, I'm the one view because I didn't feel like getting my podcast app out. So we just put it on the TV. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Well, we are normally a football podcast, but this week, Mm, because of the international break, yeah, at least in name only, but Mm. this week, because of the international break, we don't actually care about any of those nonsense matches, so we will be talking about Game of Thrones, the upcoming season of Game of Thrones, the final season of Game of Thrones. Oh shit, I watched Breaking Bad. (laughs) Fucking hell. Gentlemen, not only are we talking about Game of Thrones this week, but we also have a super mega special guest. What? Didn't, yeah. Did that not deserve air horns? No? No, oh, that yeah. one doesn't deserve air horns. <laughs> so rude. There we okay. go. Okay, again, you know Ian can add this in afterwards, but yeah, you go it's, for it's the, easier. the phone. It's more organic, organic, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Who is our guest, Oscar? Our guest is my lovely wife. The one, the only, Dr. Emily. I didn't spend six years of evil medical school to be called Mr. Thank You Very Much. I'm the doctor. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. She a got special a jingle just for me. He done a jingle. Never did one for Chuck. Nope. No. Nice. Well, not one that I can put out anyway. <laughs> no, and I think it's better if you don't, to be honest. He makes his own jingles. That's true. Yeah, I do. I'm very inventive. I love jingles. your songs. Thanks, Em. Right, that's it. I can I can quit now. Job done. <laughs> yeah. Emily likes my songs. Someone said she liked your contribution. There you yep. go. In fact, there I am go. quite I'm quite glad you're here, Emily, because I've kept searching on WebMD and I can't figure out what is going on. Can you just look at this rash for me? Um, it's grayscale. It's starting to get a bit angry. <laughs> you need to see a maester about that one. <laughs> it's just an elaborate hoax to get a Skype call with someone who's a doctor. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, we are talking Game of Thrones <laughs> this week. No real transition out of that, I guess. I don't know. Let's just get into it. We're going to be running through a list of topics, uh, much like we did with our Marvel special. If you are still here listening since the Marvel episode, congratulations. <laughs> you made it to another nerdy week. You have the strength and resilience of, oh, God, congratulations. Well done. Well done. We uh, hopefully will repay your faith in us with a decent discussion about Game of Thrones. Gentlemen, why don't we start off talking about how excited you are for Season 8 coming up. Are you a huge fan? Are you, you know, tepid interest? What's What are your thoughts going in? Um, when does it come out? <laughs> <laughs> April 14. Oh, that's really sick. That's like two weeks. Ooh. <laughs> oh, is that why we're doing this? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh, it's almost like this all makes sense. I'm not used to this. We don't normally make sense, and it doesn't all add up. No, basically, I'm going to put Game of Thrones in the title. We'll see a big spike in listeners. Then they'll all drop off next week. Correct. Gotcha. <laughs> that is correct. So, not very excited, Chuck. I'm still quite excited. Uh, I'm just not that much of a nerd like you. Yeah. 
Chuck's playing the Ian role in this podcast of not really knowing what he's talking about, but going along with it anyway. Yeah, I'm going to be Ian with just lower production value. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ian? How are you feeling about this season? I am excited. It's been too long, and I've only, I'm not quite done the rewatch that you two have done, but uh, I have been on a season seven rewatch and finished it uh, tonight. So super excited. Yeah. Nice. So you finished tonight. I finished this morning. Uh, we did watch all seven seasons in uh, 19 days. Jesus Christ. <laughs> While working full-time jobs and, you know, having lives and going Just to the movies the and all that. Just a pair of you, like, oh, and like one of you's a doctor, like, like <laughs> that implies, yeah. like, proper jobs and everything. We've basically done almost nothing but Thrones. Yeah, we went to the movies, like, twice <laughs> yeah. and out to dinner a couple of times, and the rest has just been Thrones, Thrones, Thrones. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds lovely, you bastards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emily, how are you feeling going into this season? I am way more excited now that we did the rewatch. I was excited, but not super pumped. And then we did the rewatch and it just, it sort of reminded me how much I really love the show and how good it is. It ramps it up when you do a rewatch, doesn't it? Yeah. So now I'm like really, really excited. How many, how many times have all you guys watched it? Cause I, I watched it all the way through once and this was, it was quite a while ago now and the main kind of instigation behind that was talking to oscar about loads of things actually and it just coincided <laughs> with talking to some other friends talking about game of thrones i was like oh sod it i'll watch it so then that was i think that was when season seven had just finished was when i started watching it so i just kind of crashed all the way through but how many times have you guys watched through the whole show this is the first time i'm re-watching it i'm really not a big re-watcher of tv shows right and I didn't even want to do this, really. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Oscar basically said, "I'm rewatching this, so I'm going to be using the TV for this many hours. So you might as well watch it with me." And I said, "Okay." Huh. So clearly, uh, it's not just me taking up the Ian role this week. Um, Emily's also not interested just in being here. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but I, actually, I found by like the second or third episode, I was already deep into it. So it it really it's that good that I was like, all right, I guess I'm I guess I'm along for this ride again. Yeah, it really does suck you back in. Mm -hmm. I've watched it a few times. Um, I'll usually rewatch the whole thing between seasons. So you know, between I rewatched season one, then I rewatched seasons one and two, so forth and so on. So the early seasons I've seen a ton of times. Wow! Um, but this was my first time rewatching season seven, which was good to see it again. Like I had seen it when it aired week by week by week. Yeah. Um, and my opinion on season seven changed quite a bit on this rewatch and being able to see it kind of all at once and in context. Yeah. I made it stronger for me, but it's always better to watch it all back to back. That's going to be an annoying thing about starting season eight. Actually, you're back to weekly watching, which is, ugh. yeah, it's, it's a tough, tough yeah. thing. Although we're going to have some long episodes this season. Yeah. It's easier to prevent like burnout. Like sometimes when you're watching it, if you do watch series back to back, I know very much the thing is now with Netflix, like the, the binge watching and, you know, and you realize like you guys have, there, there must have been points at which you watch the show and you're like, you kind of feel like more that you have to watch it, even though it is great and you're enjoying it. It's like a, almost like a compulsion, like, oh, come on, I have to gear myself up to it as opposed to trying, you know, your brain going and trying to figure it out each week. Yeah, it, it is. A really I don't different... know. I feel like it's the opposite for me, because when we're watching week to week, if there's a storyline that I don't particularly care about, then I get frustrated because I feel like. I'm wasting time on this storyline I don't care about and I want to hurry up and get to the good stuff. But when you binge right. it, it's 
I don't know. I feel like it's easier to tune out the stuff you don't care about. And then you're just seeing the best parts back to back to back. So I, I thought it was the, the stuff I don't like. Like, I don't really like Arya's storyline, and I haven't since she went to Bravos. And Ooh, that was much easier to get through this time around. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Chuck looks really sad. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, there goes my bit where we talk about favorite characters. <laughs> just puts the cross through <laughs> yeah. Arya. <laughs> hey, she's a doctor. She's a doctor. She knows yeah. more than I do. She's done, like, degrees and shit. <laughs> Um. <laughs> well, since Chuck brought it up, we are going to run through a list of topics uh, we're going to start off with, since naturally progressed from there. Let's talk about favorite characters. Chuck, why don't you take it off, take us <laughs> away with this? No, I don't want to. <laughs> oh, he's being serious. Okay, all right. <laughs> Ian, really what about you? He really won't. I've written two down, but I'll go with... Um, the one that was just brought up. Arya is one of my favorite characters in it. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Mate. Her and her and the Hound, it's amazing. It's yeah. like a it's like a buddy cop movie just waiting to happen. <laughs> Love it. They just maraud, like wise cracking one liners. He just like kinda cares about her, but will just occasionally say cunt. And <laughs> and that's unbleaked. So if you watch the show and you listen to this, then you know. And then, you know, she becomes this badass hit woman and, like, kill. Ah, she's great. It's great. I love Arya. I'm with you guys. I like Arya. <laughs> I like her storyline up until she goes to Bravos. So, like, season one? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I don't like the faceless man stuff. I felt like it could have been a lot cooler and I wanted it to be better. And then she was just walking around shouting oysters, clams, and cockles for <laughs> three episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it got on my nerves. Uh, no, I do agree. I think the faceless man stuff could have been that could have been edited down so much better. It didn't, you know. You could you can turn her into an assassin without quite so much weird shit. And the waif is ugh. I hate the waif so just much. An unnecessary load of old bullshit. But but still, I love her, and she's going to be really important. And I like her. And don't slag her off. What do you like about her <laughs> the most? Like what? Why are you? I suppose it's just the arc. I mean, like she was. She was cool from the start, weren't she? Um, you know, and Ned knew she was awesome, but she was sort of stuck in this, uh, what's the word, societal sort of thing that she wasn't wasn't going to be able to get out of. And now she has, and sort of everyone just accepts her as fucking awesome now. And like the last episode I just watched, like the, you know, the Littlefinger death scene, which we might come on to, I don't know, but like, you know, the oh, room is... spoiler alert for the whole show, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, huge spoiler alert. Like I'm not we can't be sensitive about any of this. Like if you've if you haven't seen Game of Thrones and you're listening to this, then first of all you've got problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what what was this? A season one preview, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so the little finger thing. Yeah. So you've got a room lined with knights with swords, but it's Arya who does the deed and mm. she's just cool. awesome. And it's quite nice that even though like the the other sister gets a bit annoying at times, but it's quite nice. Whatever her name is Sansa, is it? yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yep. Um, but it's quite nice that in their own way they kind of have their their own story arc that comes back together, and they've both become kind of badass chicks, but on on their own terms in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's quite cool Agreed. to see that that even though one's gone down the traditional route, like Ian was saying about what what was planned for her as she was a woman, and Arya had the kind of, I don't want to be that, I want to be a knight and fight, and they both kind of ended up being like, shit-kicking badasses. So, that's quite cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan, and I like the Arya storylines because when she is on screen, that's when they do the most like, really well choreographed 
combat type stuff. Like yeah. everything else is just sword fighting and it feels very blunt force trauma type of sword fighting. Like there's not that much finesse to it, but she's like a ninja. Yeah. Ninja assassin. Like she can fight with a staff. She can fight with daggers. She has the little skinny sword. Yeah. She dodges and flips and stuff. Like it, I, I love watching her be on screen and just fight and stuff. Yeah, seeing her fight against Brienne was really cool. When they did the little training fight, Yeah, that was awesome. For sure. All right, well, Emily, what about you? What's your favorite character? Um, So this one's harder for me. I think out of the main people, my favorite is Jon. But out of everyone, I really, really love Davos. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Every time he's on screen, I love him. He's really sweet and one of the few... I mean, I guess he's not a good person. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's one of the few reasonable people, I feel like, on the show. He always keeps a level head, and he's really funny. I just really love Davos, and I really don't want him to die. It's the powerful quality of the Newcastle accent, I find. <laughs> yeah, it's really what it is. It's so charming. I can't resist it. He is a great character. He's always ready with a quip. Yes, exactly. I love that. Very yes. quippy. But I do really like John, and I think it's because, uh, I don't know, I feel like I'm a sucker for a stoic warrior character, <laughs> so he really fits the bill for that. I'm sure the abs don't hurt either. We'll, we'll <laughs> glaze over that part. <laughs> that and the incest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, man. Um, for me, I think I'm going to go with Tyrion. Oh, yeah, he was my other one that written at the top of my list, yeah. Yeah, I, I love Tyrion. I think he's the most honest character on the show, honest with himself and honest with everyone else. Like, Jon is quote-unquote honest, but he doesn't know himself that well, and he doesn't really think about what his motivations are. And yeah, what he's feels like he's winging it, whereas Tyrion is He's a bit right. dumb. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit simple, let's say. <laughs> well, he's northern, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're learning. Yeah. Um but Tyrion like he he is who he is and he doesn't make any apologies for that really. And he's so fucking smart. He's like a tactician. I appreciate that that he thrives in this world despite not being like a physically imposing Mm-hmm. You know, similar to Arya, yeah, actually. He knows how to get shit done, like whatever the situation or the or the barrier or the obstacle, like he finds a way to make it happen. And because he, yeah. obviously in, in that world again, he's had to compensate because he's, you know, shorter and, and, and what have you. And he's just, he's absolute genius. Like, yeah. When he was still alive, I also really liked Littlefinger for that reason, even though he's obviously on the villain side of it. Yeah. I just really, you know, both of them are like such pure Slytherins that they just like (laughs) strategize and manipulate and outthink and outstep everybody in the world. So, you know, that speaks to me on a very personal level. (laughs) (laughs) What does that say? (laughs) Yeah. You know. And it's good that we do a Game of Thrones episode and you still manage to segue it to Harry Potter. Like, oh, we'll do a Potter episode eventually. Enough, but no, we won't do a Harry Potter podcast. Oh, we will. I'll be on it. All the all the wives and girlfriends can be on that one. Can you be on that one? Uh, there we go. Gina's just asked. Damn it, guys. There you go. I now just invited her, so. It'll just go. be the three wives. Um, oh, fine. We'll you guys just out. the ladies. Yeah. A female takeover. Mm-hmm, That's fine. Mm-hmm. Females offside. <laughs> Females Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so to take it to the next topic, uh, let's talk about favorite episodes. Uh, Chuck, why don't we start with you? Do you have a favorite episode? Does anything like stick out? Well, I was uh, when I was thinking about this, it's kind of, uh, as I said, because I watched it quite a while ago and trying to think across the whole spectrum of episodes, like what 
um, which thing still sticks out in my head. And I did very well for so long. I think because I wasn't watching Game of Thrones, every kind of spoiler or whatever came out on the internet. The only thing that I actually knew about was the Hodor, kind of the ending of that storyline. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that came out of nowhere for me was the Red Wedding episode. Sure, and it was, yeah. It was the one thing where I sat there and went, oh, holy shit, this is good. Yep. Like, ugh. You didn't see that in TV shows. Like, yeah. I literally hid under a blanket for that scene. <laughs> yeah, I can believe it. It's it's very visceral and quite... Yeah, it comes very... from out of nowhere and just does not give a shit that you have have had these this kind of connection with... That's Rob Stark with the, the new lady and his baby and his mum and all that crap. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they don't care that they're just going to, like... Filch is just gonna wipe him out. <laughs> now who's bringing in Harry Potter? Because <laughs> I don't know what the characters' names are in uh, Game of Thrones, but I know he's Frey. Yeah, Walder Frey. Um, I think Chuck, you hit something really important about what makes this show so great for so many people, and that is that it's not afraid to upset the viewers or to do things that mm. you know, like. I love Star Wars more than anything, but Star Wars would not have the balls. Ugh. Episode 8 is dreadful for that reason. I'm sorry, just to segue. Like, that's why I hated Episode 8, because it couldn't... It had to be, like, Disney. It was so annoying. Yeah, and I don't even necessarily mean that. I just think, like, the show's really... Every once in a while, a couple of times a season, especially usually around Episode 9, it grabs you and it smacks you in the face. And it's like, hey, hey, you need to take me more seriously. You need to be more afraid (laughs) of me. Yeah, yeah. And the Red Wedding was like one of those moments that really jumps out where you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, I'm watching a very different type of show. Like, yeah. and it shit is real. It's not even like it builds up to it. Exactly like you said, it's a slap on the face because whatever your feelings about the show Walking Dead, obviously Walking Dead in a similar way has over the series killed off a lot of main characters, etc., 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 or characters you care about. But it's kind of formulaic. You know, if you don't see the character for a couple of episodes then they come back and all of a sudden they have some sort of moral epiphany or they they talk with someone about what they're going to do when they get to you know wherever they're getting to or yeah. you know there's a cure oh then 10 minutes later dead like you know it's coming whereas i think that's why the red wedding one exactly like you said it's the perfect example of no this this show we do things differently like we don't care about your vested interests or that you've just spent x amount of seasons following these people and getting invested in them they're gone now yeah they don't even give those characters closure like that's the nice thing like usually in in fiction like when they're going to kill off a character you're like like you said there's the moment where they say to their kid i'll be back tomorrow i love you like think about the han solo scene right like and then you know that there's like closure there there's strong indicators that something's about to happen here it's like boom like now all of a sudden they're gone. So I, I, I love that episode. That's definitely in my top five, Chuck, The Reigns of Castamere, uh, season three, episode nine. I remember watching it and just thinking, I don't know how the show can carry on. Like you sort of watch it and there's so, so many deaths and just sort of like Starks obliterated and you're just like, how, how can it even carry on from here? And they've done really well at always being able yeah. to do that. I think that's partially because they have such a rich world with so mm. many characters like i that's certainly something i struggled with when i first got into the show and even for like a few seasons i was like wait who the fuck is that guy and so yeah. i would just have like the wikipedia open on my phone while i was yeah. watching to be like oh he's from this town and he's this guy mm. oh and he did the thing right it's it's why it's one of the only shows that i would watch the intro every single episode to see kind of where it was going to be set to mentally prepare myself to think right what yeah. storylines at the moment are involved 
The intro is great for that. Just, if, uh, really for geography, is. as much as anything. Yeah. But yeah, being a little sort of like pre- precursor to where you're going to be in that episode and always being relevant with like what banners are over Winterfell and stuff mm, like that. Exactly. Really clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why don't you tell us what's your favorite episode? So my favorite, hands down, is the last episode of season six, which is Winds of Winter, I think. Oh, yep. That um, is good, yeah. It's... I mean, I just think it's an amazing hour of, of television. I don't think that we talked to each other the entire first time that we watched it, which is really rare if you know us. We are absolutely They don't, they don't talk to each other at all. <laughs> <laughs> only during when they're watching stuff. Yeah, only yeah, exactly. when we watch TV. Um, but it was just really captivating, and especially that opening sequence, I guess, because it's longer than a scene, from the start till the sept blows up is fascinating it's so well done it's really artful i think it also really reminds me of the scene in the the godfather at the end the baptism scene where all of the albacino's enemies are being taken out and the religious music is playing while he's baptizing his child it it gave me those vibes Mm. with the type of music that was playing Mm -hmm. good pull as this lead up to everyone exploding into nothingness yeah um and i have to say despite all the deaths on this show and the fact that you have to be prepared at any moment really for people to die the second they're in in any danger i was not expecting tommen to jump out the window like i really just was not even a little (laughs) bit expecting that and i think that it was really well done because uh, how do you surprise people with death on a show where people die all the time yeah it's good that you don't you don't get desensitized to that it's, yeah, it's still, and, it and I, I love the way they did that shot too, that they have him walk off screen and then come yeah. back and you're just like, oh, fuck, okay. It was great. They hang on the window for so long, don't they? Yeah, they yeah, really do. It, it was... I, that whole episode, I think, is just amazing and really elevated it above even its usual amazing Yeah, quality. and it's not just that one sequence. Like, that first sequence is... Takes it to like a whole different level of yeah. like this is a work of art, not just pop culture. Blah, blah, blah. I also feel like it could so easily be really irritating and pretentious the way that they shot that opening twenty eight minutes, but because it was so well done, it didn't feel that way. It no, just it's felt paced seamless. Really well. Yeah. Yeah. And I usually hate like artsy film <laughs> cuts and things like that. They really get on my nerves. So the fact that it didn't, I think, is just a testament to the quality of that episode, really. Yeah. There were so many moments in that episode as well, specifically, that any other show would have been the end of the season moment. Yes. And they mm-hmm. throw away two or three of them in the course of the first sort of half an hour of the episode. And you're just like, geez, you know. I know. Cause... And then it ends with the king in the north, the king in the north. Like, it's so yeah. crazy. The whole episode is just banger after banger after banger. Like, I mean, the scale of the set exploding, even if you thought something was going to happen. It's crazy. You, the scale of it was insane. It was it that was shocking. Also, the way they they do that shot of um, what's the Lancel? Is that the cousin's name? Yeah, of him trying to drag himself down the corridor to get to the candles after he realized what's happening is so well done and so tense, and you know he's not going to get there. Didn't want it enough, but. <laughs> yeah, but they, but they make you question like what's actually going to happen, even when you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, I think that's definitely my answer too for favorite episode. But we can't just stick on that. Ian, do you want to go? Mine is uh, Hard Home. Um, nice. The, the end sequence of that is amazing, and then the 
specifically the very end where the uh, John and John and the Night's Watcher and the Wildlings are leaving on the boats. They're looking back, and the Night King just lifts up his arms, and all the dead wild yes. dead Wildlings come back to life. I mean, obviously, so but that whole sequence leading up to it is amazing. Uh, the fight with John and the White Walker, where they both realise that what is it, Valerian Steel can um, mm-hmm. can destroy him. I mean, that's it, the White Walker seems shocked, which is brilliant. <laughs> sort of how you <laughs> manage to create an emotion in that. Um, but I do like all the sort of political stuff as well because it's that it's that episode where you see where um, Tyrion first meets uh, Daenerys and is mm-hmm. he's trying to sort of convince, well, start off he's quite rude, which is great, but eventually he's trying to sort of convince <laughs> her to um, uh, let him be her advisor. And yeah, I, it's such a such a good episode. That's a great. That's my uh, that's my three spot hard home. Yeah. Winds of Winter is number one, and then coming in at number two for me, but I'll, you know, we'll bring it up here, is uh, Battle of the Bastards, so season six, episode eight. Uh. It, If it wasn't for Winds of Winter being immediately afterwards, that would, like, clearly be the best episode of the entire oh, God, show. Of course, that, that followed. Yeah, those were yeah. back-to-back. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, or, sorry, that would be season six, episode nine, because Winds of Winter yeah. was episode ten. Yeah. It's so um, upsetting. It's so upsetting. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And like like Hardhome actually, that those two episodes and also Battle of Blackwater back in season two oh, that's a great really, one. <laughs> really drive home that like battles and war are not cool. They're <laughs> yeah. fucking horrifying yeah. and terrible. Yeah. Oh, that extended shot of John being covered by the pile of bodies is oh. one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. And it's like I get claustrophobic so really well. easily. Yes. I feel like I can't breathe when I see yeah. that scene. It's just so it's so well done and it really brings out a visceral reaction in you. Uh from a production standpoint, it's really, really good that hard home. Battle of the Bastards and Winds of Winter all had the same director, Miguel Sapochnik. Yeah. He's only directed like five episodes. Those are three of them. Fucking and he's that. directing two in the final <laughs> season, including the episode that will be the battle for Winterfell or oh, the battle wow. at Winterfell. I didn't know that. Yeah. And that has already, they already came out and said that that is going to be the longest battle ever put to film in movie or TV history. Yeah, I've seen that. They took a couple of weeks just filming that battle, didn't they? Uh, three months. Yes, that's a couple over of weeks. Just sh- nighttime. <laughs> add another, add another ten. Yeah, it's a long no, time. I, it's going to be longer and bigger than the Battle for Helm's Deep in I Two think, Towers. I have a feeling like, that I'm going to cry from being so stressed out from this battle. <laughs> like that's yeah, definitely going to happen. Yeah. So that's definitely something I'm like ridiculously excited for in season eight. I'm almost like nervous for it. Yeah, because Sapochnik is such a visceral director. Like, the way yeah. he handles all of those battles in Hard Home and in Battle of the Bastards, like, very, very visceral. He also did the Loot Train episode in Season 7, which is when they, like, when Danny shows up with her dragons and yeah. fucks up the Lannister army. Oh, I fucking love that, yeah. <laughs> which that was, that set the record for the most uh, stuntmen set on fire in one shot. Yeah. Take, yeah. Have you seen the, like, behind like the scenes of that? On fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, it's the so crazy. So cool. There's Are just... They? People running around on fire screaming. Haven't they got like a time limit on how long they're allowed to be on fire? So there's just someone shouting seven, six, five. Which is horrifying. And then they have to be put out. It's crazy. It's so cool. So like anything when I want Sapochnik to direct like a Star Wars movie and an MCU movie and something in every fandom that I'm in. I think I could handle that. (laughs) Like imagine Rogue One directed by Miguel Sapochnik. Oh, that would have been amazing. It was already pretty depressing. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) 
Uh, so speaking of battles, though, uh, let's take it to our next category. Favorite character death or favorite battle? Wait, can I ask a clarifying question, though? Yeah. But So what do you mean by favorite death? Do you mean, like, death that you think was done the best or one that you enjoyed the most? However you want to interpret the question. Different criteria, okay. so just go yeah, with whatever you want. Way radically different answers depending on how you're... Go with what you feel. Asking. Go with whatever. My, the one I enjoyed the most was hands down Joffrey. <laughs> yeah, everyone everyone enjoys that just as a, oh, thank fuck. It was so satisfying. It was so satisfying. Finally moment in the whole fucking show. He's just the worst. And it like I've never been happy to see a character die until then, I don't think. But I was really happy about it. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever celebrated a child die. Yeah, but I was like smiling throughout the whole thing and then was like, this is weird. Um, but definitely for enjoyable one, I, I think it's it's Joffrey by a lot. I wanted it to just be a bit more violent and him to just know a bit more about it, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just you looks know what I mean? There was a little bit of me that was disappointed in it. But think about I was how just so- ugly he looked at the end. Like his eyes were like popping out. And yeah, bleeding and his skin was purple. He was foaming at the mouth. Like it's just so Yeah, for Ian that's not enough, evidently. <laughs> no, not I enough. Need, I need the Right, yeah, exactly. I need the child to suffer and I need him to know why. More blood. He needs more blood. Finley's got such a great dad. <laughs> well, Ian, you seem to have pretty strong opinions then on deaths. Why don't you tell us uh what's yours your favorite? I've got a few sort of weird categories as well. I mean, like, Joffrey is good because he's, at the time, probably the most hate-filled character and it's good to see him go. Um, But it's weird, isn't it? Because, like, Ned's death feels like the most important. Like, it can't be a favourite because he's a good guy. Yeah, but it's obvious and you knew it was coming from the second you see Sean Bean. Yeah, exactly. And it's Sean (laughs) Bean. So sad. I wish he could just live in stuff. (laughs) So does he, I imagine. But... It's the you know it's the death that really kicks everything up a notch and sort of gets things started, um, and obviously that was near the start. But one of my favourites is, and I've already mentioned it, like right at the end is Littlefinger. Mm. I just love it that he's finally sort of found out. Like he's one of my favourite, like like you said, he's a favourite character in a way because he's a fucking genius, you know, and he was yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. playing everyone constantly. And I love the sort of chaos is a ladder idea that if you could just love create enough line. shit, like, yeah. you know, you could just find your way through it and you'll be better off. But yeah, to see Arya kill him and the way Sansa turned it on him. It's a trial for someone else, isn't it? Or supposedly. For Arya, yeah. So yeah, she's brought it to in. For Arya, yeah. Yeah, and you think he's sort of won by driving a wedge between them. She's saying, you know, the charges are treason and murder. How do you answer them? And then just turns to him and is like, Lord Baelish. You're so like, fuck like, oh, yeah. Motherfucker, yeah. you got played. Shanja, I'm a little confused, Shanja. May I have a word with you, please, Shanja? Yeah, well, we could, yeah, his accent is ridiculous. And <laughs> he's not present in season one. But, but yeah, yeah, it's really not. <laughs> but he watched season one and he's just like, Oh, he, oh, right. When does that happen? <laughs> he gets more and more marbles in his mouth as the season goes on, the shows go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he realised he was going to be a bigger character, so thought he'd affect a weirder accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got to make this more dramatic and ASMR. ASMR, is that what, the, what we've been talking know. about? <laughs> Whatever the people want. Uh, Chuck, what about you? What's your uh, favourite death? Simple. It's the exploding head of Oberon, isn't it? Yeah, I figured someone was going to I've go still with that. never seen it. I I, I look away. What? Yeah, yeah, I can't. I, like, I don't. 
and oh, even the yeah. sound effects, like the sounds All of great. It. The screaming. I literally for this rewatch, I left the room and I went into the bathroom and closed the door and waited till Oscar told me it was no. over so I could thumbs, come out. Thumbs and yeah. eyes. No, nope, can't. Pops like a zit. It's very satisfying. Oh god, I can't. No. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good one. It is good. From a like from a really sadistic and like I just respect your level of ruthlessness and evil perspective. I have to give the award for best death to um, Cersei, or actually, I guess I should say best murder. Cersei when she finally gets Ilaria Sand, who oh, was yeah, the that one that killed cold. Marcella, right? She kill she kills her daughter with a poison kiss. She gets Ilaria Sand. She locks her in a dungeon, and then directly across from her is her daughter. Yeah, and she's like, "Uh, you killed my daughter." I'm going to poison yours and you have to watch her die. So fucked. And then watch her body rot and rot until it turns into dust. And only after it's dust will I kill you. That's fucking. And it's like the level yes. of like. So horrible. Just so fucking evil. Mm-hmm. I ha- like it's it's just like fucking amazing. We don't even see her die on camera. But like for me, just yeah. in terms of like someone of exacting revenge, like that is the most brutal revenge that you could ever do. Yeah, you don't see it, do you? Because that was. That's only in the last few episodes of the last season, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just... Yeah, she just leaves him down there and you don't really hear about it again. I doubt we'll ever see her again either. Yeah, but like, no, just the not. thought of that, the, the, the speech she gives her and, her and she's gagged so she can't even like curse at her or do anything. Yeah. And Cersei's like, what, what was that? What did you say? I can't understand you while I kill your daughter. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> fucking great. So good. It is good. Um, I need to give a special mention to... Um, for, how do you say his name? For... Uh, Daenerys' brother Viserys is it? Yeah Viserys Yeah So that That death The molten gold crown Oh that was good That's in the first season Like that's the point Where I was in like because mm, yeah. I was sort of wavering a bit, like the first season, it's good, but I was I was wavering, and then I'm just like, that was fucking brilliant. So so the melting of someone's face off is what sold you on this. Yes, this, this show. <laughs> <Okay>. yes, correct. <laughs> just clarifying, just clarifying. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking great. It's really good. It's yeah, just that, that, that is a really good immediate one. shift of power to Danny. It's just fucking great. There's so many good deaths on this show, man. Yeah. Like, really we can talk are. about this for an hour well, straight. It, I think it's mad that, that we can. We've all done like favorite deaths. Some of them. Some of us have done a couple or whatever. No one's talked about Ramsey Bolton. Oh, that yeah. That's another one I can't watch. I have to look away. I can't. <sighs> so good. I can't see it. <laughs> Although I am very supportive. Of Sansa being head bitch in charge in every situation. <laughs> I love. Like her transformation, yeah, and I want to see her verbally or physically eviscerate people all the time. <laughs> That's a standard thing. Fine, okay, fair enough. But Love her. her walking away with that little smirk as he's getting eaten by his own hounds—it's fucking great. Yeah, that is a good one. That's really <laughs> sad. I mean, that's at the end of Battle of the Bastards too. So, like, yeah, yeah. There you go. More bonus points for that episode. Um, to take it to another category, so we can keep moving along. What is the most underrated character? Let's start with Emily. Go. Me. Um. <laughs> Sorry. She's frozen, guys. I froze the her. only person who popped into I my head was Pod. I want more scenes of him. I think he's really sweet and funny and one of the few genuinely good people on the show. Like I True. like he's just a genuinely good person. Yeah. Um and he's just so happy despite this horrible world that he lives in and i just want really good things to happen for him and i'm also really scared that he's gonna die he also has a magic dick 
Yeah, so, I mean, always a plus. Pod the rod! <laughs> Chuck is looking very confused. At one point, he's a virgin. I think I remember who that is. He's uh, He was Tyrion's squire. Um, squire. He's yeah. a virgin, so him and Bronn get him, get Pod a whore, or two, actually. Uh, they, I think they just give him a bag of money. Then they just go into yeah, the Yeah, they, they just give him they, a bag they just of leave money. Him in there they with leave him there with a, a bag room. of money, yeah, and a bunch of whores. And he comes back because the the, the horse refused to take his money. Strong effort. Oh, that's it, because he's a strong got effort. a giant penis. <laughs> and his please little face is so cute. Yeah. And that's a running joke throughout the show. Like, after that, it's just yeah. like everyone once, once in a while will be like, cock. sex genius yeah. pod the rod with his magic cock. Here's the thing. I feel like we're getting off on the wrong foot. I don't, That's not why I think he's underrated. I just think... <laughs> <laughs> just want to clarify. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Family. I was just disagreeing oh. with the fact he was underrated because I think everyone loves him. But yeah, okay, no, he's, yeah, he's not appreciated well, enough yeah, for his everyone, magic dick. Yeah, he's not appreciated enough on the show. I feel like show us the dick. <laughs> <laughs> show us the dick on the screen. Oscar wants to see his dick. That's true. I'm just taking up the that world flag. needs to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why wouldn't they take his money? So many questions. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. It's really okay. It's really just because he's actually good. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Keep I was, going. Keep going. I was trying to think of with Oscar the other day, actually genuinely good people on the show, and there's very, very few. Yeah, and he's one of them. Yeah, and I is. think that the show needs that occasionally, so that it's not just so depressing and dark and <laughs> evil all the time. All right, well, a reasonable answer if I've ever heard one. What about you, Mr. Simpson? All about the dick. Take it away. <laughs> Who's your most underrated character? I, I thought he was going to say he was your most, most underrated, underrated dick. dick. Go. Yeah. Most oversized dick. I think uh, Yara is underrated. I think she's going to be... What are, you, what are you looking at each other like that for? Nothing. No, I know no. she hasn't got a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> Does she not have a massive dick? She really okay. does have bigger balls than a lot of the guys on the show. So yeah, I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna make more of her in the storyline. I don't know how, but I think she's gonna be more important. I think she's great. She's uh, I, I really like the actress, and um, she's been so much better than Theon. Ugh. And... Ugh, fuck! I wish Theon <laughs> was dead the so worst. I could say that's my favorite death. Because fuck that guy. He's so irritating. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird that now you swing from massive dick to got no dick. And we don't like him, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no dick. No. <laughs> I really thought he couldn't get worse. He was so He's annoying. He's evidently the strongest character in the whole thing because, like, fuck if he hasn't killed himself by now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just going to leave that alone. <laughs> He's underrated. Well. <laughs> Oh, come on. Someone stands there, cuts your dick off, then pretends they're eating it. Oh, God. Just end it, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Uh, well, for me... Uh, for How most... do we keep going? <laughs> you, just, you just power through. Oh, I edit it out. That's this is happens. just what we do every week. Yeah. He doesn't edit it out. He doesn't. <laughs> uh, well, for me, for most underrated character, I think I'm going to have to go with Tormund Giantsbane. Oh, that's a good choice. Yeah. The wildling that fucked the bear. <laughs> see, he's not, surely he's not underrated because he's just great every time you see him. Well, that's what I argued with Pod. Yeah. So are we going well, people underrated don't talk on talk about the... Pod, though. People talk about Torment. Yeah, well, like you he haven't would never up ever Pod. come up on favorite character. 
<laughs> Pod the rod. Pod the rod. No, I just feel like Tormund, like, if someone was listing their 10 favorite characters, almost no one would put him in their top 10. Because there's just so many other people to be getting on with. There's Arya, there's Jon, there's Danny. Yeah, that's there's probably true. Blah, blah, blah. So, like... Is he dead? Is he... No, he's not. No, he's not dead. No. Um, he was in the trailer for season eight. Yeah. So. Was he? Yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't seen, I'm deliberately not watched any trailers. Oh, shit. Well. No, 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 no. I, I don't, you know, I, I just haven't sort of sought them out. That's all. Yeah. He was at, um, Eastwatch by the sea when it got taken down by the ice yeah, dragon. But it was sort of left a bit ambiguous. I mean, the whole fucking wall came down. It was like, you know, right, right, well, right. you know what I mean? All right. So he's still in it. So there's still a chance for him and Brienne. Oh yeah. Oh, I so I'm so rooting <laughs> for them. I don't think it's going to happen, but. Fuck watch 2019, baby. Let's see it happen. So you can see his dick. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Does he have that giant's blood in him? Does he? His his little light looks and comments to Brienne are just absolutely brilliant. You know he improvised that? Really? That wasn't in the script at all. But when he saw her, he was like, oh, Tormund would be in love with her right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he just like stared at her a bunch. <laughs> and the, the writers, the director was like, okay, fine. I guess we'll leave that in. Can you imagine what that was like for her on set? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's so good at it, though, because he looks at her like he's hungry. <laughs> it's yeah. Fucking, it's so weird, but it is funny. I love him. He's weird. He's violent. Great beard. He's funny. He's a ginger. All of the above. Hits all the marks. Being Big fan, big fan. Well, for most underrated, let's take it to the opposite end. What's your most pointless character? Who do you think serves no purpose at all, slash you dislike, etc.? Chuck, do you have someone who you feel is the most pointless? The the Stark kids who look like the Beatles. What's his tits? Um, <laughs> the pointless one, shot with an arrow when he runs through the... Oh, Rickon? Thing. Dick Rickon. On. Dickhead. Rickon. Dick- Fi- Rickon, fi- yeah. Dickon. That's Rickon. It. Rickon, sorry. No, Dickon is a different character. <laughs> I love that joke, though. So good. He's uh, fucking shit. And there's a woman with him for a bit. She's like a wildling. Also was in Harry Potter. And she's just pointless. She's pointless as well. Yeah. He doesn't know how to zigzag to not get hit by an arrow. Just run backwards. Then you can see when the arrow's coming. <laughs> That's what I always say. Yeah. He's shooting from far away. Yeah. Just look back and then be like, oh, I should step left. Just be like, oh, there's an arrow coming. Yeah, just back away slowly. <laughs> like, <laughs> you'd get across the whole field. It would take a while, but... Yeah. Can you imagine, though? That'd be the most boring scene <laughs> in television ever. Just someone slowly backing away for 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Ian, who's your most pointless character? Well, I don't want to steal it from anyone else, because I know it was like a big deal with Game of Thrones fans, but um, Alaria and, by extension, the Sand Snakes mm-hmm. yeah. are just fucking ridiculous yeah so dull the fights are so shit the I, I just found the whole thing well the whole thing with dawn is just annoying and pointless is that the desert woman and the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 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 and they're just really one-dimensional characters i mean like you're right her death is good but it's it's all good because of cersei really i don't yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree fully on that. Yeah, they definitely mishandled the Dorn stuff, I think. Yeah. You could get rid of that and it'd not be a problem, the Dorn stuff. It's just... Which sucks because in the books, it's supposed to be, like, fantastic. Is it? Yeah, like, really, really good. Um, along the same lines, my answer for most pointless would be... Um, Oberon? No. Doran. Whatever hey, the fuck the... don't... Not Oberon. Cause not Oberon. <laughs> to be no, fair, not... he's, he's a fucking pointless oh, character. King. Yeah, but... his older brother. Oh, yeah. Who's the king of Dorne. Yeah. The prince of Dorne or whatever. 
He's in a gout. He has gout. He's in a wheelchair. That's his defining he quality. Gets murdered. Yeah, and I'm going to have gout and be in a wheelchair in a couple of years, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you going to get killed by your sister in law? I don't know. I mean, we don't get on. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's lovely. Joanne, I love you. She doesn't listen, man. Joanne, listen. <laughs> her bro- uh, well, her brother, no, that's not how it works. He's in beta, bro. Okay, let's just leave that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's a rubbish character. (laughs) Yeah. Now, they most of like in the books, he's like a genius. He's plotting against Cersei and like. Really? He's he's Littlefinger level of like. No way. You know, conniving and stuff. And then in the show, it was just nothing. Yeah. Just get rid of the character totally then. Because I I realise they obviously condense sometimes lots of characters into one or whatever for the TV show, but. It mm. just doesn't add anything, I don't think. No, no, and I think thematically it's difficult if you've got, you know, you've already got Tyrion and you've got Littlefinger. You can't then bring in a third character who's effectively doing the same thing because then as a TV show, it makes yeah, it, you know, I get, you've got... I get that, but then just ditch it entirely then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like they really mishandled the whole Dorn thing because mm. um, they're important in the books. They didn't give it enough attention in the early seasons. Then they tried to shoehorn it in, but it was too late. Yeah, and the production value, I felt like, wasn't as good for some of those. The sets feel like yeah. sets. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And some of the fight scenes seem, you're you're like weirdly aware that you're watching fight choreography instead of an actual fight. Yeah. Yeah, so. and, and the big fucking bodyguard with the axe, you're like, oh, he looks cool. What's that about? And then he dies. Yeah, like right away. Or he doesn't die. I don't I even don't, fucking yeah, know. I like, we whatever. literally just watched it and I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> All right, so we're pretty much going with underrated or pointless, not character, but an entire country. Yeah, yeah. Everything with Dorn. <laughs> also, um, the kid in the Night's Watch, Ollie. Oh, oh that little prick. Fuck him. Yeah. This dude hates Ollie I so much. Fucking hate him so much. Absolutely, 100%. He's such a little prick. Does he die? He dies, doesn't he? Yeah, because John, John hangs him out when he comes back to life, doesn't he? <laughs> little yeah. Wayne Rooney piece of shit. Wayne Rooney looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real secret of why fucking he hates hate him. him so much. <laughs> Speaking of being delighted at watching children choke to death. Wow. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, well, because you know, Joffrey. Oh, it now. yeah. I thought you had another kid you wanted to kill. Go on. No, no, no. <laughs> well. <laughs> Not recently. All right. Just all up on the list. Let's move on before I get myself into trouble. Uh, all right. Which reunion of characters in season eight are you most excited for? Obvious. All right. Go on, Take then. it away. If your answer isn't John and Arya, then I don't know what show you're watching. Oh, honestly. of course, yeah. Like it's gonna be. I don't care. <laughs> you can barely watch the show, though. <laughs> no, I don't care if they reunite. I want to see Arya and Daenerys like fucking, and then Arya fights so a dragon. That's not a reunion. <laughs> this is just shit you want to see. We're talking about <laughs> reunions. <laughs> well, they're all fucking related anyway. Again, it's not Peterborough, but it's <laughs> the North. <laughs> They're all related. It's all a reunion. It's all one big family fuck fest. <laughs> I mean, and well, that's, that's part not wrong. of the reason we're watching. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I think John and Arya, like, so Sansa doesn't Sansa say something like, "I thought he was happy when he saw me. He's gonna yeah. lose it when he sees I'm you." I'm definitely or... gonna cry. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. I'm also really looking forward to Arya and Gendry. Reuniting. Oh, right, well, yeah. you can't take all the answers here. Jeez. Right. Sorry. No, no, that's all right. I didn't think of one, so this is fine. <laughs> I just want them to get together. 
That's it. Yeah, she ships them weirdly, which, like, there's really? a, an alarming age difference there. Okay, so it's well, like... for the record, also, I was not aware. <laughs> I was not aware of everyone's ages <laughs> when the show starts. Well, in the, in the world, I suppose it doesn't matter, but... In this world, it does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't know that Ario was supposed to be, like, 11 or whatever when the show starts, so that made me feel weird after the fact. <laughs> Well, it yeah. doesn't help that Gendry, the actor that plays him, is like 50 and balding. <laughs> 50. He's older than Ian. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, if you think he's 50 and he's older than me, I'll take it. That's that's younger than I usually get. <laughs> uh, pretty much Ario with anyone, because she's been gone for so long that she hasn't yeah. seen anybody. A lot of other people have crossed paths between now and then. Mm-hmm. But Ario and John, Ario and Gendry. For me, the one I was going to say is Ario and the Hound. Because they haven't seen each other. And that was, I loved that pairing through yeah, all of season great. three. Like, that was a really good pairing. Yeah. It's a weird thing where, like, he was he was escorting her, but you felt like anytime she wanted to, she could probably kill him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And he knew that too. I also enjoyed I, at the end of season seven when Brienne and the Hound are like weird little proud parents about Arya yeah. growing up to be a murder assassin. Like, yeah, I, just, I enjoyed that little connection that they have. Yeah, you don't want to be the one that stands in a way or whatever and the hound's like, well, it won't be me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. really good. Um, underrated answer here, Sam and John. Yeah. Remember, Sam hasn't seen him since oh, yeah. he sent him off to be Maester. Uh, he's he got... fucking annoying. <laughs> oh, come he on. Can Sam Motarley. <gasps> he keeps going yeah, on. How yeah, dare he you can. say anything He keeps going on. What's her bloody tits? Gilly or some <laughs> shit. Fuck off. And welcome to Chuck's Counterpoint. Yeah, he's boring. <laughs> he just like goes off to learn like some pedo magic and pedo magic. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what? What is this happening? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, nah. <laughs> Get rid. But he so when John was Lord Commander, he sent him to the Citadel to be trained to be a Maester. The next episode, John gets fucking murdered. Wait, so does Sam not know that John's died and? come back i'm sure he's probably heard by now there's just a lot has happened for both of them between now and then Mm -hmm. so for them to see each other because they're like very very strongly best friends they're bros like when you if like let's say john was getting married and you run through the bridal party like sam's the best man now that rob is dead sam's the best Mm -hmm. man right and like tormund will be a groomsman Mm -hmm. bran will probably get a pity groomsman in there this is a really Mm -hmm. weird direction (laughs) also yeah, you got to wheel Bran down the aisle, and then he's going to stand, sit there looking all weird and saying, I've seen what's going to happen, it's going to end in divorce, and you go, oh, fuck off, Bran. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's basically a robot at this point. That's true. He has no emotions. He's an annoying character, actually. He's a twat. Yeah, I, I don't, don't like particularly him. like him. No, but he's important, so. Yeah. He is important, but it's... Just, yeah. Ugh. He's impotent. Well, he's... <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, how do I pivot from that? There's been enough talk about dicks. You can pivot whichever way you want. <laughs> he certainly can. He's in a wheelchair. <laughs> Does that mean he could or he couldn't? Pivot? He can pivot. Like, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I need to put some proper casters on the front and then you're laughing. Yeah. yeah. Mira Reed, she's a pointless character as well. Yeah, well, um, she keeps Bran alive. Yeah. She's a she's an electric wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. 
pointer. <laughs> so vicious. All right, fair enough. There <laughs> we go. Um, all right, well, let's wrap it up with the big question, the one question to rule all the other questions. Do they get the ring to Mordor? Is yeah. that what you're going to ask? <laughs> <laughs> Who sits on the Iron Throne at the end of it all? Chuck. No Iron Throne. It's gone. Okay. Right. And the Night King comes and he like fucks shit up and because he's got a fucking zombie ice fire dragon. Like, how'd you not win with that? What if they just lost? That's the end of the show. The, the show just... ends with the Night King winning and it's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> and then Jon Snow sits on the Iron Throne, but he's a White Walker. Oh. John as a White Walker. Yeah. That would be so sad. So I had a look at the bookies odds at who is going to win the Game of Thrones, who's going to sit on the Iron Throne, and then like converted that into like percentages, which are probably a little bit shit, a little bit off. But um, the Night King winning is at an eight percent chance. Okay, that's okay. that's the way. Guess which character is fifty percent to be on the Iron Throne or to be ruling at the end of the show? Cersei. Cersei's four percent. Oof, less than the Night King. Danny, I would say Danny. <laughs> Danny is 7%. 7%? Tyrion. Tyrion is 8. Sansa? So, yeah, I was going to say Sansa. Well, Jon Snow then. We'll just. Okay, now you're getting up there. Uh, Sansa is 17. Uh, Jon, 15. But 50% to be ruling at the end is Bran. What? What? Get out now, of here. Fuck out of here with that. <laughs> He wouldn't rule. No, not watching Zero percent. He can't even walk. He has, Zero fucking percent. He has percent. no interest in ruling. I am mad at whoever made these. That's such a dumb fucking answer. That's so stupid. It would never happen. <laughs> I mean, could it happen in some form or other? Because there's No. T- <laughs> no, just no. <laughs> yeah, all right. I know you're pulling for pod, but... <laughs> we both just got really aggressive without... What are the odds on pod? disagree. Pod's odds. Uh, I, I haven't got pod, actually. I haven't got pod, but incidentally, pulling for pod is also a show I would watch. Oh, hang on. Right. Podrick has got odds. Pod the Rod has right. odds. Here we go. Yeah, but they're 100 to 1, so that's going to be like so less, yeah, 1%. So less than 1%. So Better than zero. <laughs> well, yeah, in the, he's in the show. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me that Pod the Rod has as much percent chance of being... The winner of the Game of Thrones, as Palace do of getting relegated? Oh, Is wow. that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah. Somewhere less than 1%, but bigger than zero? Does Game of Thrones finish before the Premier League season? Uh, Premier League season normally finishes does. in May. Isn't this series oh, of no. Game of Thrones, no, the episodes are longer, but there's less of them? Mm-hmm. There's only six of them, yeah. Yeah. So, hang on. Alexa, when does Game of Thrones end? <laughs> The last episode I know about the Game of Thrones airs on May 19th, 2019. Ooh, so that is before the end of the season. May 19th? Wouldn't that be the last week of the season usually? It's usually around then. I think it's earlier this year. Hold on, I'm looking at my fantasy right now. This is quality, quality. I'm just like, it doesn't really matter. It's for a very weak comparison that if Pod wins Game of Thrones, <laughs> Crystal Palace will get relegated. I mean, it's the week before. So the season ends the week before Thrones does. Okay, so you'll know, Chuck. If Pod wins Game of Thrones, Palace will get relegated. No, other way around. If Palace get relegated, then Pod's going to win. Oh, what was that first? Yeah, the, I misunderstood the Premier what League season on. ends May 12, and oh, okay. Game of Thrones ends May 19. Okay, well, fine. That way around then. Well, there we go then. If Palace get relegated, lump on Pod. <laughs> Another show I'd watch. Yeah. 
Can we go back to how stupid 50% for yeah, Bran no. is? Mm-mm. Can't trust people in popular votes. Well, that's... Yeah, very true. <laughs> if that's how it's going to be, they're going to have... They've got some legwork to do, haven't they? It's a... To make that satisfying. <laughs> that <Legwork>. Pun intended? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, but I wish it was. Because <laughs> uh. <laughs> he's paralysed. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd switch off. My preferred answer, other than it's just been destroyed and melted by ice dragons and regular dragons and whatever else, insofar as there is going to be someone who is a quote-unquote winner of the Game of Thrones slash sits on the Iron Chair, mm-hmm. Iron Throne, um, I would go with Tyrion and Sansa together. I, my oh, favorite wow, like okay. weird little pet theory is that Tyrion and Sansa are going to remarry because they had a good marriage early on and it would be politically advantageous for a hmm. northerner and a southerner to sort of so, rule together. What's happened with, in that scenario, what's happened with John and Danny? They're dead. They're, They're dead. dead. I don't think John and Danny make it out of the next season alive. Okay. Or Cersei. Do you know who's fourth in this list of uh, winners? No. A hypothetical child of John and Danny. Interesting. No. Okay. Oh, no? No. I could get behind that. I could get behind it's, that. It's just going to be... The pro- The problem is, as well, with this show, and especially there's been such a big gap between the last series and this series, do you not worry that kind of whatever happens, it will be a bit of an inevitable kind of disappointment or it's a bit deflated, like, when it ends? Because there's so many shows, so many shows that end, you're like, oh, that's how they ended it? Uh, uh, yeah. If this is lost, I'm going to go fucking mental. Fuck you. That lost ending is almost perfect. I get so heated about people talking shit Oscar's about the Lost like finale. Oscar's like a major Lost fan, and he gets really upset when people say the ending sucks. Right, so I absolutely loved Lost. Until a polar bear was in it, and then I turned it the fuck off and moved on with <laughs> no, my life. I, I, I absolutely loved it. I devoted so much time to Lost, and I just don't think they ever had the, a plan for it. I think Too many writers. They were talking, abs- they were talking out their ass when they said they had a plan for it. Absolutely, they managed to eke it out to another. I'm getting very upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm equally upset, but for the opposite reason, because I think it's basically a perfect ending that people don't appreciate enough. But I would go with my similar feelings are with Breaking Bad, which is my hot take on a show that fucked it up at the end that most people wouldn't agree with that take. Really? Yeah. Breaking Bad's boring. Okay, thank you, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck doesn't like TV. Snap. <laughs> okay, Breaking Bad. Yeah, no, I mean, Breaking Bad does have its moments where it drags, mostly season two, I think. But My um, my beef with the Breaking Bad finale is that I feel like it betrayed the entire show and the characters. Like, Walter White, spoiler alert for Breaking Bad, dies on the floor of that garage thinking, and he might be wrong, he might be right, Emily's already breathing deeply because <laughs> she's getting ready to answer. <laughs> He dies thinking he went out a hero. He thinks that he got all the money to his family. He thinks that mm-hmm. he saved Jesse. And yeah. that he killed the bad guys like in a going out in a blaze of glory. And he should have fucking died the most depressed, sad, and lonely person in the parking lot of that bar in the snow. He should have frozen to death. And that should have been the end right there. That, that he thinks he got a glory ending is a fucking betrayal of the entire show. 
there is a theory that 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 is exactly what happens, and like it, it's he's having like some sort of fever dream, pre death dream. Yeah, 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 yeah dream, I've read yeah. that. If your ending is so bad that people need to theorize that it was actually not the real ending, and the real ending was the episode before, then you didn't do a good job with your ending. Just saying. That's possibly true. I didn't have such a problem with Breaking Bad, and uh, we're gonna have to do another episode about that. Lost. Yeah. And yep. Yeah, cool. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> No, no. Well, uh, but Chuck, to you. answer your question directly, I think yes, there is a massive concern for people overbuilding the ending and trying to decide what it's going to be and what it isn't going to be and all the theories that make the most sense. For me, I really ride hard for the Tyrion being a secret Targaryen theory, even though it's almost certainly not going to be true in the show, probably true in the books. Like, there is too much anticipation, and I do think that most people are going to be left unsatisfied by this ending. The only time I've ever seen a group of people get into a fever pitch about an ending and then be left by and large satisfied and happy with the execution of it was Deathly Hallows when that first came out, that book. Because there was yeah. years of people being like, oh, how is she going to finish mm-hmm. the series? Is Snape a good guy? Is Snape a bad guy? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Deathly Hallows is probably the best book in the series for me. And I think for a lot of people, it's up there at least. Ignoring the epilogue. Ignoring the epilogue, sure. Good, good decision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's a really satisfying ending and I hope that Thrones can be what that, but I think there's a huge concern going in that. But it won't for me be as well, like that, that feels like like J.K. Rowling had a plan throughout. Like the way she tells it, anyway, she was on a train and characters came to her, and she had an arc, and you know, then then figured it out. I don't think the Lost Writers had a plan. Not sure about Breaking Bad, but we maybe slightly disagree about how good that was. So fine. Do we trust that George Martin? has had a plan and he's I think gonna- so I think so I think he has always known or at least for a long time has known where everyone's gonna end up right but hasn't had the connective tissue which is why it's taking him so long to finish yeah that was gonna be what I said so why is it taking him so and long I, to yeah but there? I think he knows whether how it's gonna end and I think he has told the showrunners for a while yes, at least yeah, yeah. they've known yeah he told them about hodor even though that was like a season and a half after they had run out of book material really? yeah so he told them a bunch of stuff like the basic plot outline yeah. of the ending and major hitting points right um he but, said he reserves the right to change all of that based on how it goes for the show yeah basically. he's fucking bottled it as far as i'm concerned but um i think that we had this exact discussion yesterday with emily that like he knows his ending but like she said, he doesn't have that connective tissue. And I think, to me, that's the reason why season seven was such a disjointed, mixed yeah. bag of a season, comparatively. Because I think season seven is probably the worst one, maybe the second worst one. Um, that and season five are the two weak ones. But season six was completely off book. They and were they had run out of material by the time six happened. the best one. And it's by far the best one. Yeah, definitely. And I think that the reason season seven struggled is the same reason he's struggling to finish the books, which is that he knows the end. And he knows where people are now, but he has no idea how to get there. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really, so they just kind of had to tap dance a little bit and they did what they could. Mm. But I think season eight, my hope for season eight is that it will be more like season six in that they had some major plot points. There wasn't that much connective tissue to build up to get there. And they can just execute his vision yeah. to the best possible version. So I, I hope season eight's going to be really satisfying. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be good, but... I yeah I think I I feel like so far based on what so far because I've never seen a show with 
so much hype. Like, you know, it from season, I don't know. I mean, when did it get super mega popular? I mean, probably... Like three. By the time the Red Wedding happened, everyone was watching. Mm, so right. I feel like between two and three is... See, when I it- feel like maybe not, not in this country. I feel like it went to the... Like tipped over in this point around in this country, sorry, around season maybe four or five, where like more people were watching it than not. Yeah, yeah. And not yeah. just your sort of like under thirties demo or whatever. Like everyone was fucking watching it. Like even older people who wouldn't usually go near something with a fucking dragon or whatever. You know, every fucker was watching. Like it. You. Well, you're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, don't high five. Oh yeah, we made a, we made an old joke. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well played. Well played. <laughs> Pair of pricks. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like they've still. I mean, like you're right. Season seven had its issues, but season six was brilliant, and I still think season seven had enough massive moments that were like, "Fuck me, that was great." I mean, you mentioned like the loot train episode and and that with the dragons finally using the dragons. I feel like they've still managed to like deliver on big moments so yeah i'm really hoping that this is the one that doesn't fuck it up sounds like you're excited who do you think is going to win i want to go for an outside bet because i don't like the brand thing either my slightly outside bet is gendry i think you don't just you don't bring him back for nothing I know that, like, because it was funny. Cause it, what season is it where he just rose off into season the three? Is yeah. it three? <laughs> yeah. So, like, he is—he's been gone half the show. So, I, this is this is the negatives like side of him winning. It's that yeah, he's been gone half the show, but I don't think they'd bring him back just for the fans to go. Oh, look, there's Gendry. He's fine. Like, I think there's got to be something involved. At the point we came into the show, a Baratheon's on the throne. I feel like it'd be quite nicely full circle if a legitimate heir is, you know what I mean by legitimate, just like a a Baratheon of some sort is on the throne again. He is, like you you mentioned earlier, Emily, um, about there are very few characters that are good. And like, yeah, this the the thing that's so good about the show is that there's shades of grey. Like somehow we're pulling for Jamie in a lot of situations. When you watch the show... He's a fucking prick yeah. a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. And yet he's he's still, at the minute, you're sort of still pulling for him a lot. So there's that's what the show's good at. Lots of sort of grey instead of just black and white. But Gendry's been pretty good throughout. There's a, there's no big black mark on his... Mm-hmm. I can see that. See, I think both of us think the reason why they brought him back is because he's a blacksmith. Yep. And they're going to need someone to manufacture weapons with dragon Valerian glass. steel. Or Valyrian steel. Or Valyrian steel. I think Sam has a book in his little bag. Yeah. That says this is how we make Valyrian steel. Yeah. And I think Gendry's going to be yeah, the guy to make Gendry's Valyrian steel swords. Who, who, gen- who manufactures all the weapons for them? I love the fact that he's a blacksmith and yet he uses a massive hammer as well. Well, that's because his dad used a big old war hammer. Yeah, yeah. But I just love. I, I feel like there's some sort of false. But that's an outside bet because yeah. I think that might be something that would lead a lot of fans to be like fucking hell. I think for similar reasons, that's why I go with Tyrion. And like a Tyrion right. Sansa combo, but more so in terms of like bringing it full circle and a character arc and a story arc more generally. Tyrion, I think they've done a lot of work showing us that he is actually a good ruler, but no one gives him credit and no one wants him to be a ruler. Like when he was yeah. in charge of King's Landing during the siege at the Blackwater Bay, 
And like just throughout the show, like when he was in charge of Marine, he did broker a piece. It did kind of come apart a bit at the end there. But like, I think he's shown an amazing capacity to govern and to govern well, being fair to all sides, but also realistic about the political game as opposed to like a Ned Stark who's super naive. Yeah. Um, and, I th- and he hasn't done anything too terrible. Right. He's certainly able he to He did be... murder his father and ex-girlfriend. Uh, justified. <laughs> yeah. Fine with that. Had it coming. Okay. Just pointing that out there. <laughs> Fine with that. We've all killed our dad when he's shitting on a <laughs> toilet with a crossbow. It's fine. Do you guys think that like 100% they're going to show who ends up ruling? They're not going to have an ambiguous ending. I don't think it'll be ambiguous. I think but you if can have a an non-ambiguous ending where like you, the end of the show is them defeating the Night King. No. They're going to tell us. Yeah? It'll either be the answer is no one because Danny said she's going to come break the wheel and she and everyone dies in the battles, both between her and Cersei and against the Night King and everything. And so now it's like a democracy and like the, the North And there is the North, no more Dorn Iron Throne. Dorn. It gets destroyed by Dragon's Fire. Yeah. I could very much see that. But even then, that's like a definitive ending is like, okay, the Starks rule the North, the Martells rule the South, mm. whoever, like... Oh, man, that does feel like a sigh of an ending that it just breaks up into local community government. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, I've got percentages on who's going to die. Oh, let's hear it. Just hit me with some characters and I'll tell you percentages and them dying. Well, why don't we just run through the spreadsheet character by character and I'll update it as you tell me what the answers are going to (laughs) be. Oh, yeah, your little predictor game of who's going to die. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the the bookies basically think everyone's going to die, but well, there are there are percentages. Sounds about right. Yeah, John, hit me with John. Is it above fifty percent? John Snow's at forty four percent to die. Yeah, it's not zero. No, no, it's not zero. Well, for this show, I feel like hmm. it's not. That's not too bad. Who am I the most on the fence on? Jamie. Who, whose death would you be most upset by? From who's left? Ooh, that's, that's a, a good, good question. question. Um, I'd be upset by Arya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. would be awful. She needs to. Well, she needs to finish the list. I mean, whether she will or not, I don't know. But I'll be real sad if Davos dies. Like, real yeah, sad. yeah, for sure. Pod. If they kill Pod, I'm just pod. like, Ugh. it's got to be Pod, isn't it? It's Pod the Rod. No, sixty-five percent Pod dies. <gasps> oh no! Yeah. You just broke my heart a little this bit. This is a problem with liking tertiary characters. Is they're, <laughs> they're, they're not important, so they can die. Honestly, all these percentages are so high. I mean, who's the biggest percentage do you think to die? Cersei. Cersei, uh, yeah. yeah. 98%. Yeah, that's about right. Do they have odds wow. for for one of the Cluedo ones, for her being killed by Jamie? They do have odds. With his left hand. God, what? He's going to choke her. The, no, part of the prophecy oh. is that she gets choked I thought you meant by... like he was going to take off his metal hand and bludgeon her to death with it <laughs> no, or something. I was like... His left hand. Awesome. <laughs> there, there is who's going to kill her. I mean, obviously, the top one is uh, Jamie. Tyrion second? Arya. Yeah. Oh, by quite a long list. way. Okay. She's first on her list, I, I think. I mean, it's going to be Jamie in it. It better be. Yeah, I think it needs to be. Would I be satisfied with Arya killing Arthur? I probably would, because I just... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it also depends how she dies. If they kill Missande... (gasps) Okay, if this show doesn't end with Missande and Grey Room just being able to live their lives out happily 
I'm going to be so sad. I know they're going to die. Great has got to be like 96% to die. Oh. No, not that high. 71. Yeah. Uh, it's the yeah, kiss in the trailer seals it. Oh, God. The one that's going to fuck me up is when- Their love when... story is so sweet. Yeah. Uh, all the dry humping. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> It's like middle school all over again. Um, Super weird. <laughs> He's like the antipod. Oh my god. <laughs> but I still love him. Oh, if they kill Sam, I'm going to die. I'm not going to be able to handle that at all. Yeah, kill Sam. And, no. And if they kill Brienne in front of Jamie or Jamie in front of Brienne, that will hit really hard. Yeah. Out of like characters we'd know, Sam and Gilly are the longest odds to die, so they're, they're least likely. Okay, that's Interesting. good. Oscar actually refused to put baby Sam on the spreadsheet because he said <laughs> that betting about whether or not a baby character would live or die just was too much for him. You sweet summer child. Yeah, I'm not putting yeah. money on a baby to die. <laughs> All right, well, on that uh, pleasant note, let's. Uh, I think that's a good place to bring it to a close. So shall we just leave with saying... And now the pod has ended. And now, and now the, the pod, pod has ended. ended.